So this morning we're going to be looking at Ruth chapter 2, the whole chapter, but um, I'm, I'm sure it'll be on the screen, but I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to read bit by bit as we go through and perhaps jump to some places through it. Is that okay? So I'll just double check. I know some people like to read the whole thing. So um, so let's just um, start to look at Ruth chapter 2. Now it says, Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Amalek, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered the field, and began to glean behind harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. So that's just the beginning. So uh, for those who are, uh, everybody everybody been here for, as we've been looking at the book of Ruth, I know the background story behind it, that um, Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. Naomi and her family left Jerusalem and they went to Moab because um, there was opportunity of food there and a better life. And um, while they were there, um, Naomi's husband and two sons died. And she was only left with her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Oprah. Um, Oprah, I can never say her name. Yes. <laughs> and um, they left her two daughter-in-laws. And as they were coming back to Jerusalem, because Naomi wanted to come back to Bethlehem, sorry, um, Ruth, she said to her daughter-in-laws to go back to their families to get married and have a life and not to go with her. But Ruth clung on to her and Ruth said, I will not leave you. I will stay with you. You know, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God and your ways will be my ways. And she dedicated her life to serve Naomi and to make sure that (coughs) Naomi was okay and safe and what we start to see here is the amazing character of this person Ruth in the Bible that she could have chosen to have an easier life but she chose the hard route, the difficult route to go with Naomi and to go back to Bethlehem to a place in a land that was foreign to her, people that spoke a, a different language from a different culture, different religion, different background, everything but she said I am going there and I'm going to dedicate my life to you and I will dedicate my life to your God and whatever it takes to make your life good and safe and better, Naomi, I'm going to do it. That's amazing, isn't it? And so we get here and we get to the point now where Naomi and Ruth are in Bethlehem and they're there and they will have some land but because because of the situation they won't be able to sell that land they're not able to to farm that land they're not able to provide for themselves in any way and so they're sitting there destitute without money in poverty and even that um, Ruth is an alien a foreigner in the land and so she's a destitute foreigner (laughs) immigrant in this foreign land really challenging, difficult times. I wonder what was going through her mind, thinking, why did I do this? <laughs> I was crazy. I should have stayed where I was. But she made this decision, and here she was in poverty, in destitution. And what did she do? Did she get upset? 
and cry about it and weep and go, oh, my life is terrible. My life is over. You know, what am I going to do? We're, we're going to starve. We're going to die. Help, help. <laughs> she could have panicked and become anxious and become fearful about it. But she understands a bit about the, the law of the land and the religion of the land that she's in. She's obviously studied a bit about Judaism and Leviticus. And she realizes, actually, she can do something about her situation. She can change it. She can make it different. And she decides to go out and to glean in the fields. And that means she's going to pick up the scraps that are left over for those who are reaping the harvest. That she might be able to have some, 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 some food and to make some, some bread or something to eat. There might be something left over that's left over by the reapers that, she, that might just feed her. And I mean, so she's living off the scraps of the ground. Can you imagine that? You know, I like to go shopping sometimes. I like to get the things that are just about to go off. And they're a bit cheaper, aren't they? It's nice. You get a good bargain. You feel really good about it. But I wouldn't really like it when you're like three or four days off or, or lying on the ground or just a leftover somebody's left or have to dig something out of a bin. Would you like that? Not really, no. Not really. And so here she was, destitute. But she's steady crying to God. Oh God, change my situation. God, you're going to provide. God, you're going to do something. She says, no. Actually, it says in Leviticus that actually the farmers of the field in Jerusalem and Bethlehem and Israel, they should, they should leave a bit of their field left for the poor and the destitute. And for the alien. And she knows that that should happen. And so she goes and takes advantage of that. And she said, look. I can survive by doing this very difficult challenge. I can survive by going and actually going and taking the scraps off the ground. That's amazing, isn't it? And how do we feel in our life sometimes when we face difficult challenges? Do we just cry and say, oh God, please change it. Please make a difference, God. Uh, I, I, I'm really suffering, God. I'm really not, not, not getting over this situation. Can you help me, God? Of course we do. We pray to God for help, but we need to do something for ourselves as well, don't we? And I think God challenges at times to say, yeah, it's difficult. You're in a hard time, but go and change it. Go and make it different. There's opportunities for you. And that's what, that's what Ruth did. She said, I'm going there, and I'm going to take the opportunities that are there available for me, and I'm going to make sure that Naomi and I survive. That's the kind of work ethic we need, isn't it? Whatever situation I'm in, well, I'm in destitute, well, I'm difficulty, well, I'm struggling, you know, I'm going to use every part of ounce of energy I've got to make sure that I survive and that I have what I need for me and my family. Because nobody else was going to do it for her, was they? If she didn't go and do that, they would have starved. And then she's out in the field and she just happens to go to the field of Boaz. And Boaz is a relative of Naomi through her husband. And Boaz is the son of Rahab. Do you know who Rahab is? Rahab was a prostitute who helped Israelite spies in the city of Jericho and helped Israelites to conquer that city Jericho. And she was adopted into um, the family of Israel into that nation. So Boaz, he knows what it's like to have a mum who's a bit different. <laughs> it doesn't exactly fit in to the Israelite culture, but a woman who was honoured and valued 
and welcomed into the Israelite nation. And so Boaz, I would hope he's got a bit of a more open mind than perhaps other people around him. And so Naomi, um, Ruth just happens to be in the field of Boaz. <clears throat> and as she's there, she starts to glean, starts to take all, all the different, all, starts to take all the leftovers and starts to collect them that she might be able to make bread and other food for her to eat. And then she's there and she's working all day and all night. And the person who's the, the supervisor of the field sees how dedicated is, see how much, how hard a worker she is. And when Boaz comes to the field and he's, 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 he's came, he's come along and he's seen these people working, he's, you know, the Lord be with you. It's great, isn't it, when you're in the field, the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. And the people have got, the Lord bless you too, Boaz. And, um, he sees Ruth working in the field and he says, inquires of who's, who's this young girl? Who's this young woman who's working in the field? And the supervisor says, this is, this is Ruth the Mobite, the daughter-in-law of Naomi. She's dedicated herself to work hard here all day, all night. She's worked tirelessly without, except for having a little break. And then Boaz says, to supervise it, okay, be really nice, you know, give her extra, extra things left over, pull some wheat out, pull some grain out, pull some things out so she's got more things to take home. And, and then he says, invites her for lunch as well. And he says, come for lunch with the, with the women in the field and eat, 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 eat lunch with the women. And, um, and, and Ruth's like, wow, this is amazing. This is the most food I've had in, <laughs> in months. And she, she's having a really good lunch and she's, she's eating so much and she gets her fill of food and she even keeps some of it for Naomi and keeps it safe so she can take it back to Naomi. And, and, she, and Bo, Boaz is, is really generous to her and he says, look, I've told the young men not to bother you because it was dangerous. Imagine a young single woman in a field at that time with a lot of men around. She, she was at risk. She could have been attacked or end could have happened to her. And Boaz says, no, I've told all the young men not to touch you, not to come near you, not to bother you. You're going to be safe with me. Stay in my field. Um, you're, good. you're going to be safe. Don't go anywhere else. Just come every day to my field and I'll make sure there's provision for you. And Ruth's like, why have you shown me such favor? Why are you doing this for me? And Boaz says, because I've heard about your character. I've heard that you're a noble woman. I've heard that you're, I heard what you did for your mother-in-law, Naomi. I heard that you left your own land, your own mother and father, your own land, your own people, and you came to be in this foreign land to care for her and look after her and make sure that she has the best. I've seen you come into my field and you've worked tirelessly day and night to, to collect and sustain and, and to get food to keep you and Naomi, to give you food and to bless you. He said, he said, I've seen that you're a woman of noble character. Isn't that amazing? Here she is, destitute, a foreigner, you know, a mobile woman, you know, regarded nothing by the Israelites yet. Boaz sees her character and says, you are a woman of honor. You are a noble woman. You are somebody who should be respected and valued. And I'm going to, and I, and I'm going to honor that. So our character is so important, isn't it? That was 
God's favor on Ruth's life. But it was her character that opened up those opportunities because she dedicated herself to love and care and self-sacrifice and give give of herself no matter what. And God opened up the opportunities. It's not like she wasn't having a challenging time, was it? (laughs) She was having a difficult, rough time. Yet within that, her character was incredible. And that's a lesson for us all, isn't it? That all of us, we need our characters to be shaped, don't we? That we are more holy and dedicated to God, loving, self-giving, sacrificing that we're, we're willing to forgive 70 times, 172 times, 1,000 times. That we bring peace and hope and joy into situations and not anger and bitterness and hate and disruption. That even when we're in the most difficult places and times in our life, that we bring hope. And that's what Ruth did. She brought hope for Naomi. She brought joy. She brought life. And people saw that in Ruth. And they honoured her. And it goes on to tell a story about how Boaz and, 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 and Ruth start to um, plan to get together because he's one of their closest relatives and one of their guardian redeemers, which we'll talk about at another time. And this is what Boaz says. Boaz replied, I've been told all about you, about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother, your homeland, and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have standing of I do not have the standing of one of your servants. So how do we respond then when we get in those difficult, challenging places? How do you think we should respond? Do we respond like Ruth does? She just gets on with it, doesn't she? She's incredible, she just gets on with it. It doesn't matter what seems to come against her. And I'm sure she cried at night, I'm sure she was in tears. And even when she found all that favour with Boaz and, and she had all, all the grain, all the harvest that was left over, you know, she's in the field all day gleaning, taking stuff all day in the field, taking it off the ground. And then she did that till the evening. You know what she did at the evening, after the evening? She then ground it all down into flour. You know, they talk about a hard day's grind. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why it's a hard day's grind, because you would go and collect in the fields all day, and all night you would grind all the grain, all the wheat, into flour. And so she then worked all day in the field, and at night she made, she grained, she, 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 she did the, she ground all the wheat into flour, and she made it into flour. And then at night she went home, exhausted and tired, and took the food from lunch that she saved over and gave to Naomi. It's beautiful, isn't it? In the midst of hardship, trial, difficulty, she blessed, she loved, 
She cared. She honored. And God saw that. And God honored Ruth. And sometimes we might think about that in our lives. You know, I do believe that when we have the characters that God wants us to have, when we respond in love, that we might be in really difficult, challenging times. And you might be in a challenging time, a challenging place in your life. But I do believe when we, when we live to God's character, when we show love and hope in difficult times, when we don't give in to darkness and evil and bitterness and hate, but we choose to love and persevere and push on, that God will honor that. It might take time, might take months, weeks, years, <laughs> but I believe that God will honor when we show love and mercy, when we, God will honor us when we build the character of Christ into our lives. And so we should never become bitter or hardened or aggrieved, but persevere, push on like Ruth, keep on with our lives, keep on serving God, keep on serving others, keep on showing love, and not to become bitter when we don't have the, when we don't see God working in that situation, but to say, I know because the story of Ruth that God honors that sacrifice, that God honors that commitment, that God honors love, that God honors peace. And so when you show peace and love and kindness in your life to others, when you dedicate your life to God, you dedicate your life to service and caring for others, God honors that. And be it well in this life or in the life to come, God will honor you. And I think I would rather live a challenge and difficult life and stand before God and say, God says, you know, my good and faithful servant, you, know, you lived a life of honor and love and respect for me than being having very little troubles in the world but standing before God and said your character was rotten Gary so let's learn from Ruth that when we go into places we go into fields we go into work we go into where we go that people see God in us and they talk about our character and who we are in Jesus name Amen